Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Lux Narayan, best-selling author of Name, Place, Animal Thing, a book that focuses on helping others sort the clutter of their lives to help them define the enduring question of who are you? Lux is also the CEO and co-founder of Stream Alive, an application that helps live streams and live events create more engaging content to capture the attention of their audience. Before becoming an expert on perpetual learning and you know helping people out, Lux was also the co-founder and CEO of Unmetric, an earned media platform. So from one marketer to another, we are going to be nerding out today on all things marketing and engagement. Lux, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. My pleasure, Jeff, and and nerding out in marketing. Look forward to that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So what's really cool is that if you go to if you go to Lux's site, you know, not only does he have a really cool TED talk on there, he's also got uh, you know a couple of improv clips. So he's actually really funny as well, and just makes for really interesting and you know a getting to know you conversation. So I'm really excited to have you here today. Can you please fill us in a little bit on your background and how you got to be so awesome today? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give the truthful answer to the first part, and I'm going to lie a little bit on the second part. But but here goes. Yes. Um, so so like like you observed, my, my background has been largely as a tech entrepreneur. Um, although I, I wear multiple hats, the largest of that those hats in terms of time spent has been on on tech entrepreneurship. And um, currently, it's it's with a company I co-founded with some old friends from my previous startup journey, and that's called uh, Streamalive, streamalive.com. And li- like like you mentioned, Jeff, uh, we help make live events and live streams uh, come alive, and and I'm happy to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, prior to that, I was a co-founder and the CEO of a company called Unmetric. Uh, Unmetric got acquired in the end of 2019 and, um, you know, had a a crazy couple of years after that, which included a personal emergency. And then the world went into lockdown. And I took a break during that period, which was when the book um, Name, Place, Animal thing happened. And in a way that I could never have predicted, Stream Alive was actually born from that that, uh, book journey. Um, total serendipity, total luck, um, total good fortune, I should say, at this point in time. Uh, I like to dabble in a lot of other things, which I think give you that serendipity surface area and and exposure to stuff that, that trigger thoughts at work as well. So comedy is a big part of my life. Improv comedy is big from the perspective of it. It really helps you work well with teams with that central philosophy of yes and. And, and stand-up comedy is fantastic too, and it's something I've dabbled in and hope to do some more of because it just makes you so much more observational 
about things happening around you and and that translates into into work and other dimensions of life as well so so that that's a quick uh, roundup of the last decade or so but yeah a marketer at heart <laughs> you know so tell me how do you feel that your your improv and comedy skills help you as being a co-founder and creating these companies that have insane utility for other marketers so i'm actually going to take it back a, a step before we dive into improv and and uh, and and stand up and i'll try and stitch it back there i've been a fan of the fact that um, i think some of the best gold in 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 life can be found in intersections right so so when you start looking at the intersections of things um things get interesting so if you look at a lot of amazing uh, take take your favorite stand up comedian and look at their latest netflix special you'll find that there's a lot of humor generated when they take an everyday scenario like let's say let's say podcasting for example and place it in a totally incongruous scenario like um, let's say roman times so if you were to talk about podcasting during the times of the roman empire you already have the fodder for something that's going to be funny right so i, I just think that whole discipline within comedy where it forces you to juxtapose seemingly incongruous things and it makes you a lot more observational as well so if you look at my my phone the most utilized notes in my apple notes is is one called funny story file and i update that file every single day because you you see things that can translate into comedy gold you think see things that are funny you you learn to see the funny in 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 life and and sometimes potentially stressful situations as well it changes your perspective and it makes you a lot more observational and i think that ability to observe to to pick on things and and juxtapose it with your own experiences is is kind of what led to stream alive because it was something that happened to me during the course of writing the book uh, i picked up on the signal because of things like doing comedy and other stuff that that made me a little more sensitive to observing things around me so that that's the stand up comedy part which which is you know standing up on stage and performing scariest thing i've done improv is a little different where you have no rehearsal you're just going with the flow you're just building on what your colleagues do uh, at unmetric we used to run improv sessions in the office just to you know imbibe that philosophy of yes anding your colleagues instead of no butting them uh, so when someone says something you agree and you add on to that instead of disagree and negate it and and that is very obviously a great philosophy to take into the workspace as well so i, I can't recommend comedy enough for for everybody and especially for entrepreneurs just just to build great teams and to be a lot more observational you know i really love how you how you're hitting on that intersection of uh comedy and marketing right because some of the most engaging commercials for example for example are the ones that are funny right are the ones that just take a very humorous situation or something that you can uh you know that you can easily relate to and be like oh yeah that happened to me Right. So like in Xfinity now has this commercial where this guy's with a date on, on a gondola and this other person, you know, like the, you know, is in the gondola and she's just saying like, Hey, you can do better, you know? And the guy's like, uh, dude, I'm like right here. And she's like, no, no, I'm referring to your phone. I'm not referring to you. Although yeah, we could talk about you later, you know? And it's just this really, it, you know, it's this really humorous, very biting, very stinging, you know, type of, uh, you know, type of comedy where it immediately gets you to chuckle for a minute, but also keeps the, you know, keeps the fact that Xfinity mobile, which I don't know anybody who has Xfinity mobile here in the U S right. will actually use, even though it's a nationwide company and there may be people that use it, right. They're certainly spending a lot of money, you know, in terms of getting the word out. Right. 
but it is an interesting way to compete with the, you know, with the larger T-Mobile, AT&T sprints, you know, and, and all those, uh, you know, and all those bigger companies. Um, I want to, um, I want to talk about that a little bit more on how, you know, like you can use, you know, some of these tactics into keeping your audience more engaged as opposed to, you know, just leaving them on the wayside, you know, you just plowing through your presentation, you know, audience be damned. Right. And really trying to make it, uh, you know, trying to make your performance um, memorable, but also, you know, like interesting and actionable. Like, how do you get people to take action afterwards? What does that look like in your world? That, that, that That's a beautiful question on multiple dimensions and, and especially coming from someone like you. And I'll, I'll explain what I mean. Um, maybe you'll come to the you part at the end of it. Right. I think a good way to answer your question, Jeff, would, would actually be to dial into, um, you know, why and how we built Stream Alive, right? So uh, Stream Alive came, I, I told you, from this journey of a, of a book. And um, I, I know this is a podcast, but uh, I'm just showing you the book here. It's called Name Plays Animal Thing. And, and the reason I, I bring it up is because uh, at the time I wrote the book, I didn't know the first thing about writing a book, editing a book, or marketing a book. Some could argue I still don't. But I, I dived into a whole bunch of classes. So I signed up for six classes towards the end of 2020 on all of these things, writing, editing, marketing, getting Jeff Bezos and the gods at Amazon to bless your book and all of those things. And these were delivered over YouTube Live and Zoom and Facebook Live and, and I mean a lot of the live platforms that we're streaming on uh, nowadays. And... I noticed a very consistent thing across the 56 live streams that I attended across these six different courses. So they were delivered over a total of 56 live streams. And time and again, you would find that the chat would fly by faster than the presenter could see. Uh, the presenter would often ask a question like, um, you know, hey, where are you joining us from? And proceed to ignore 95% of the answers because he would call out, um, you know, uh, hey, Jeff's here from Florida and Lux is here from Jersey and then ignore the remaining people, which is not normal in human conversation. You wouldn't ask a question and then ignore what the person says in response. But we do that in live events on Zoom and Teams and live streams on YouTube and Twitch because if you were to acknowledge all the 100 people who were to answer where they're joining from, you would sound like a geography teacher, right? Um, so, so that pain point of, of people being asked questions or being asked opinions and, and those opinions, answers, participation being largely ignored is kind of what, what led to, to stream alive because the secret to, to engaging an audience in, in a live stream is funnily enough, not very different from doing a great podcast like yours, right? Uh, I've, I've listened to your podcast and, and you don't speak much. You lead the, the, your guest down a certain path and then you let them speak. Uh, which is really the same secret for for great presentations and making that engaging. I mean, speak less and listen more, which unfortunately is not what most people do at live events and live streams because they've got this deck that they want to take everybody through and they're not really giving the audience a voice. So so that's kind of what we do at Stream Alive, give the audience a visual voice and therefore make it a lot more participative. So it's actually a no-brainer if you ask me. Just, just let your audience speak, and and then stuff happens because people have have so much to say and so much to speak. 
that's an interesting point that you bring up, you know, and and I always wondered like, why are like, you know, you have 50 people on this zoom call, right. Or on this webinar and you ask everyone like, Hey, where are you from? And it's like, Oh yeah, from Toledo, from South Africa, from this, from that, from that, you know, it's like, okay. Like, like really, do we really need to do that? But then when I started to understand a little bit more of the psychology of getting people to, you know, of getting people to engage, especially when you're in mid presentation, a lot of people, you know, they'll drop some kind of value bomb, like, uh, like, all right, how many people want to make a million dollars, you know, uh, before the end of August, you know, put a one in the chat. Right. And what happens is when you do that, you're actually, you know, just getting people to do a very simple, you know, a very simple action, but also it helps reignite, you know, their attention, right. It, you know, to reignite what it is that they're trying to, uh, uh, you know, what they want to get out of it. So it's like, Hey, wait a second, you know, you need to wake up, you need to participate here. And it's an easy ask, right. It's an easy ask to just say, Hey, put a one in the thing or, you know, and other people are like, Oh, put a, put a W in there. If you want to, if you want to win today. Right. And it, it took me a while to understand just how interesting, you know, that part is, right? So that's a good trick to get people engaged. How do you then help people, you know, that feel ignored within this presentation, especially when they're, when they're faceless, right? If you're doing a webinar from Zoom or you're up on stage and you can't really see the 100, 300, 500 faces in, in the audience, what are some things that you can do to help, you know, reel those people back who feel ignored, who feel unengaged, and then bring them back to the forefront to understand and participate more in your in your presentation? So I'm going to answer that in in in, in two phases because it's, it's it's a very insightful question in, into the dynamics of human relations and how people like to participate. Um, I'm I'm sure all of us know this friend who is a huge introvert. But bring them onto a Facebook or a WhatsApp group or something where they are behind a keyboard and suddenly they are, are typing away to glory and they're majorly, um, you know, one would be forgiven for thinking they're the biggest extroverts in the room. Right? Um, and, and that's the kind of personality a lot of people bring in into um, a Zoom call or, or into, you know, a Teams meeting or, or a YouTube live thing that they've chosen to attend, that they've chosen to attend is, is the important uh, thing here. Because if you've desired to give an hour of your life for listening to somebody teach you a certain skill, you, you want to be there and you want to participate and you genuinely answer when they ask you a question and you genuinely feel micro offended when you're not called out or your answer is totally ignored, right? You're just used to it. So we don't do anything about it. Um, so what the way we've chosen to solve it is, is basically bring context into it. So, for example, in, in you know, we're talking about um, location and asking people where you're joining from. At that point, people are going to be answering with locations. No one's going to be typing pizza or hamburger in the chat because uh, they're going to be typing where they're joining from. So since you have the context, you could have, you know, an, an artificially intelligent layer, which is kind of what we do, that's plugged into your Zoom chat and reading that those answers that people are saying and plotting that onto a real-time map that you can show to your audience. So the end effect is you're asking people, hey, where are you joining from? People are typing away furiously. And as they type, a map of a world lights up like a Christmas tree and gives a micro moment of acknowledgement where for a quarter of a second, that person's name comes up on screen and it says Jeff from, from Florida, Lux from from Basking Ridge. And, and you know everybody gets a micro moment of acknowledgement before it moves on to the next person, but the map lights up people see how connected they are where the rest of the audience is from 
and the the presenter feels lovely because he's got such, such a diverse audience across so many different geographies uh, everybody feels happy and and this extends across different things where you ask people things like hey how are you feeling today people are going to respond with an emotion or a feeling they're going to say awesome tired sleepy engaged curious whatever and those can translate into a beautiful word cloud in real time that captures the you know the pulse of your audience so to speak right so we're building this entire template of visual interactions as we call them that give a visual voice to a collective audience and our objective is to move presenters from this current paradigm of i have slides 1 to 10 that i want to go through into i have slides 1 to 6 that i want to go through and they're going to be peppered and punctuated by a bunch of audience interactions that i want my audience to tell me so we're making this a true conversation so 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 that that really is is how we're looking at doing things in in terms of giving a voice to the audience quite quite literally and uh, figuratively so to speak that's actually a, you know i love how you talked about these uh you know these micro interactions and being micro offended Right. Cause I, I thought that that was really, you know, and just thinking back, you know, to when we were teenagers, right. You know, we would, uh, call in, like, I, I don't know if you're old enough for this, like calling into a radio show, right. Just to hear your, you know, the DJ say your name, you know, on air so that everyone else, and, and you know, no one else heard it. Right. You just know, but you know, you get all, you know, people, uh, you know, that people loved it and they love that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of acknowledgement, right. They, you know, and that's really why, you know, like people do that, you know, like, you know, like they call into these shows, they want to be, you know, they want to be participants in, uh, you know, in what's happening, you know, at the moment, which is actually, you know, which is actually really cool. So they want to be entertained. They want to be informed, but most of all, you know, they do want to be acknowledged, right? You know, you do want to, you do want to utilize all of this great technology that we have at our fingertips in order to make this happen. So, what would you say is, is the biggest tip or the biggest, uh, you know, like, like value bomb that you can give someone when they are making a presentation, especially when they're doing it remotely, right? That they are making a presentation and what can they do to help create that engagement and help create people, you know, the, uh, uh, to create an instance where people are more engaged and they are more interested in the presentation that you're giving. Um, First of all, before diving into that quick response to your thing, um, yes, I've I've been guilty of calling into radio stations as well to hear the host tell my name, and I think it's the same sentiment that plays out today when, um, you know, when when there's a there's a there's a game going on and the camera pans to somebody and they realize they are on the big screen and they wave frantically because they're suddenly thrilled about being captured. It's 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 a very fundamental emotion, and that's kind of what we're tapping into here at Stream Alive. Coming on to a, a big tip, it's it's exactly what we were talking about a little while back, uh, Jeff. Um, and you know, the big tip would be what you do at uh, one big tip, which is, you know, talk less and listen more. I, I think that that's it that presenters need to do to um, make their presentations a lot more engaging. Amazing, amazing stuff. Lex, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly if the if they want to get in touch? Sure. So, so, so the company is uh, as easy as it gets. It's streamalive.com. That's S-T-R-E-A-M, streamalive.com. And uh, my personal website is luxnarayan, 
That's N-A-R-A-Y-A-N, laksnarayan.com. And all, all the links to my work and Streamalive's work are uh, on those websites and also on our respective link trees, which are also under the same name, Streamalive and Laksnarayan. And if you forget all of this, just Google up Stream Alive or Lux Nine. I love it. I love it. Lux, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. You know, like I said, I love nerding out on this and I love just being able to toss these ideas back and forth and learn more from other people. So thank you for joining me today. Hey, thank you for having me, Jeff. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.